0: Hello everybody, welcome to Learn With Lowell. Today we're joined with Larry Lawton, the number one jewel thief in America, at one point, uh, author of Gangster Redemption, fantastic book, as well as a YouTube channel. Uh, he talks about the Gangster Redemption the, in a series of videos, which is fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Of all the people we've had on the show, I really recommend anyone out there who has someone who's going through something, who through prison or is you know at risk, to really check out Larry's uh, content, um, it especially we're going to get into a lot of that today, but Larry, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Sure. No problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I thought it'd be fun. We, you talk about different, um, jailhouse hustles, like the different way people think, can do things. And with your videos, some of the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones where you talk about cooking. Why? I think you were more of a, like a lawyer where you'd help people with things. Why, why wasn't it more like a, a chef thing or was it, or was it like you did like several things? Cause when you, when you make your food, you just seem so excited for it. So, um, uh, well,
1: well, I mean, what's the question? How do I make food? Or, or? no, 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 no.
0: Um, of 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 the different hustles you could have. Um, did you have multiple, or was it was it just you're like about
1: hustles, like like the football tickets? Or yes,
0: yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, of course, everybody has multiple hustles. Uh, if you're going to be a hustler, you, mm. can, you can run a card game. You could uh, do a football ticket. Uh, you could do a store. So once you get it involved in one or two, they probably—it's like anything else. It's just another economy. So you—you yeah. know—you you branch off. You do what you're going to do, and it's more about keeping yourself busy. Hmm. Uh, and I did a lot of law work, so I really was always in the law library. And you have to be in the law library to print football tickets. So that you know, you, you every little hustle, you, you're going to need someone in a certain section. Hmm. and and I had those so
0: okay yeah because I didn't know if it was more like uh the type of thing where you had like a a priority like there was one that you primarily did and um but it sounds like you can have multiple um
1: I I mean I did the law work that wasn't a hustle. I did that to help people
0: okay Um, I
1: didn't I didn't want to make most people I didn't even charge Mm. Uh, and now as far as the biggest hustle I had was the football ticket and that could make thousands of dollars every month, thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, and it usually did. So and then you'd have runners and they, everybody's getting paid. It's just like on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, it, you know, back in the day when I first went in, they had cigarettes. Then they took cigarettes off the yard. So uh, in all of the prison systems. So now it's just all a matter of stamps. Stamps is your currency there.
0: Yeah, I yeah, know. It was just... um. I know the jail is the one that the lawyer in was the one that um, really stuck out of something you did. It was just, I was just recently before this video um, I was relooking at some of your videos and uh, I was just looking at the ones where you're making pasta and you know getting caught with like 40 pounds of it on you and stuff and it's like. Uh, you know on one hand it's like you know how do you um they clearly know what's going on like the 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 prison guards but I, I imagine it's they just have a good rapport with you they know you're not gonna do you're not doing anything wrong or bad and I think even a couple times you cut them in on it it's just um of, of the of the things that I've seen you talk about um outside of, of helping people it was just like I think the love of food that really struck me and I always I was I think even now you have like a component of your channel where you talk about the different foods and stuff that you you make and you, you work with other people and um and i i think like a, a like a jail jail chef or something like that would be like a great uh cooking show because you have to be really industrious it's like macgyver of cooking like it, it's well, pretty cool in that way
1: we do you know we do that every other sunday i come out with i'm mm-hmm. at this sunday i'm doing a, a cooking video after this uh i actually do a cooking video every other sunday and it's either things i made in prison or things that somebody else made and and, and we whether it's a pizza or the pasta or and actually I actually have a cookbook coming out. Treat. A prison cookbook coming out in about 90 days. It's almost done. We're gonna start pre-orders here in a few weeks. And uh it's gonna be the main prison dishes I made with the stories around them, not only the mm-hmm. rest, how you made them and stuff. Uh food was the one thing that you know we can get together with. You're right, the guards, many times. In fact, if you want to look at a video. Gary Massey who is a prison guard who guarded me comes on my channel now and he actually found me well his daughter saw me making prison pasta and said dad dad here's the stuff you make oh man this is the and then he looked at the video he don't know internet at all the guard uh, and he was mm-hmm. a dude and he says that's the guy that showed me the, how to do it and mm-hmm. So you can look at his videos in my playlist, Gary Massey, and he actually ended up going to jail for a year for smuggling creatine and uh, cigarettes, maybe creatine and cigarettes into the prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was a union, he headed a union too. They didn't like him, that's why they really drilled him hard. And mm-hmm. normally they don't get get go to prison for that shit. And uh, sure enough, he did. And he tells me all how corrupt it is, but. Most guards they don't care. First of all, you're allowed to cook. You have a microwave out there for you. Are you allowed to have all the ingredients we have? No, of course <laughs> not, because it has to come from somewhere. But you can buy stuff off the commissary and then cook that, whether it's summer sausage or something of that nature. So I ended up having pasta, like you said, 40 pounds. I used to keep it. I used to buy it all the time. And uh I would keep it in various cells. So if one cell got popped, which they did often. We still got mm-hmm. our pasta. So, and uh, that's what we like to do the best.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the book going to be called? I'm definitely going to put it in the show notes and tell people about it when it goes up.
1: You know, the full name, it's going to be something with Prison Cook and like uh, yeah. the, the, you know, the Prison Cook book by Larry Law. Uh we're, we're hashing out names. Mm-hmm. What I've learned in even writing Gangster Redemption, the name of the book comes after the book. Mm-hmm. It thinks it comes, no, it's not right. It comes after the book. And that, that's pretty interesting when I wrote Gangster Redemption with Peter Goldenbach, uh, You know, what, what name were we gonna give it? Then, you know, we went with Gangster Redemption. So, yeah. and that does very well. So, and yeah. now it's about following something else. I love writing and communicating and showing people how things really worked. You know, a lot of people, you know, they see stuff on Oz or they see stuff on these stupid shows. And it is not like that, it, mm. you know, and it's a lot worse in a lot of cases too. So I like to let the kids know and young people know that, you know, th- this is not a joke in there either. So,
0: yeah, I th- that's one of the, I th- for, for some time, I've been a follower of your channel. And um, when I reached out, I was like, I don't know if this guy want to talk to me. You know, I was just like, you know, really nerdy and excited because the, the work you're doing to just so, openly talk about things you went through there's some really hard stuff that you talk about and i will write for some here because i don't want to like put in the mental state but like it's it's really it takes a lot of courage to talk about some of the things you went through and so and i just want to say thank you because uh, there's the component of just like sharing what's what's actually happening and that helps people realize like hey we need to work on prison reform we need to get do a better job there there's also another uh, aspect where you've you've made a, a program called like the reality check program and you help at risk youth you help people make the the different decisions to have a better life which is fantastic i think um i think you, you were saying one uh in one of your videos or, or uh, on twitter somewhere that it's like one of the top Programs in the nation for actually helping people make better decisions. Like if they were going down a bad line, you have a greater probability of moving them to a, a good line, for lack of a better word.
1: We have the highest success rate. Of yes, thank you. In, in the in the country, with regards to kids not going back to jail, with kids with better attitudes, with the school grades going getting higher, and school attendance. You know uh, that that's something because. You know, you said a lot there. First, like, I, I like to go on small shows just to help people mm-hmm. out because everybody, you know, I'm only doing YouTube three years and uh, now the, uh, my podcast is top 1% in the world. So it's yeah. pretty wild. And uh, I just did a podcast myself today, you know, and uh, and I had a cop and yesterday I had Matthew Cox and what I mean, I have various people come on. Uh, just to give a different perspective, because we it's really kicked back my podcast. Like it's like three guys, that's why we call it the real deal, because we're just sitting around, you feel like you're in on the game. Uh mm-hmm. people, the mailman walks in the door, uh, my mother can walk in. It is, it's like a bunch of guys just hanging around bullshit and, and uh with knowledge, obviously. I'm, I'll be 62 years old. And I look back at you know all the shit I went through, and some of it's tough, like you said whether it was child abuse or whether it was being uh, strapped down naked. I still get chills when I talk, think about those things. But I always said to myself, I have to take whatever happened to me, and most people should, and then use it to educate others. Because when I teach young people about when they get a D, if they get a DUI, they get shoplifting, they get some stupid shit, mystery fighting in the bar or whatever it's going to be. And I tell those young people, I said, listen to me. Yeah, I got to own your mistakes. And after you do that, try to educate other people on why it sucked that you did what happened. You had to go through misdemeanor court. You had to go back and forth. You had to pay a fine. You had to go community service. You had to do all the stuff you had to do. Because one judge said, oh Larry, you've been to a lot. You have a right to be bitter. And I said, no, I don't. I think that's the biggest top out in the world. Uh, I says, I have an opportunity now to give people information of a place that not many people have gone. Mine's an extreme, of course, uh, from the hole and all that. But even if you got in trouble in any way, you know, you got to remember something that out of all the people out there, how many people are really went through whatever arrest procedure or DUI or you know, truance? I don't know what it is. And everybody does something stupid. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a fact. And I feel that it helped me and it still helps me to this day. Uh, when you help others, you're really helping yourself, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's a double you know it's a double whammy I call it. So it's not just helping that person; it's yeah. making yourself feel good. And I don't mean as a braggadocio. I don't even do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking as a, uh, a you know inside. You got to make amends in your own way, or you want to call it. And I don't have that regret or anything like that. I often talk about it. You know, it's not that I'm disconnected. It's just that. Regret's just a waste of energy, you know, Mm -hmm. change it. You know, whatever you did wrong, change it. Uh, Most people, you know, want to, oh, it's somebody else's fault, my mother, my upbringing, this. It's a zillion excuses except, hey, I'm a fuck up. I made a mistake. I learned from it. Now I can do it again. People who work for me, whether it's Nick or Darren or my son, I said, listen, you better make mistakes because if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying Mm -hmm. if you make mistakes just don't keep making the same mistake over and over because that's a sign of an idiot so uh, you know the educational part of what i do even in the videos that i have fun with i always end them with you know make a good choice man you want to be out here you want to have fun Uh, i like to do the fun i did a very rough video i don't know if you saw yesterday uh what is today? friday
0: yeah, I think the most recent one was the one where the person was eaten alive by yeah, that, bed bugs. That was
1: done 23 hours ago, and it's got like 35,000 views. It's it's just yeah, it it's amazing.
0: a crazy story.
1: Well, it, it's almost. I mean, it's it, it boggles my mind mm-hmm. how this could be still going on in 2023. Yeah, deadly mm-hmm. human beings that do the most atrocious things to people. You know, you wouldn't put a dog in that kind of condition. No, an animal. And what do they do if they're, you know, putting human being, How do you go home? How do you walk by that cell and those people in a psychiatric ward and, and just say, ah, oh, it's okay. Uh, what the fuck disconnect do you have? I don't care. Damn. And it, until they fix themselves, it's going to hard to fix anybody else or uh, get credibility for a system that's so broke. That's the problem. Damn. Our whole criminal justice system is just so broke. And I do research on this probably every day, some sort of research. And yeah. I have professors call me from England and, you know, we'll, we'll start stuff. And then I love to debate people about stuff from knowledge of my own. Uh, they could tell, they could read a book all they want. I'm going to tell you what the real what the real deal is and mm-hmm. how it works and, and why the guards do what they do. And I think that's important.
0: Yeah, no, it really isn't. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what, what do you think separates your program that, uh, that gets through to people, to kids or to, to people that are, you know, at risk? Because they have like the scared, straight stuff, which I think people have shown through studies that does not work. Does so, not work. Yeah. What, what about yours that you think sep- separates where people actually listen and hear it well, and, and make changes, which is well, hard?
1: First of all, uh, in any program, if I yelled at you and you you have two reactions, fight or flight. Yeah. You don't think you can beat me, you're gonna think of a way to get away. You know, get out of here. Uh and obviously with children and young people, they're not gonna, you know, go against a 240-pound guy. So what happens is they put up a wall and they'll hmm. sit there and they're not gonna they're not gonna absorb one word you're saying. Their only thought process is get this fucking guy out of my face. And, uh, but then when I tell him a story about getting your ass cut from the top of the anus to listen, yeah. and it was a kid, uh, I mean, I had kids come up to me five years, seven years later, already 10 years now, more than that even, man, Mr. Lawton, the, I'll never forget that story, man. I don't want to go to prison. I, and it's not about scaring. It wasn't scaring, it's just mm-hmm. t- reality. That's why I call it the reality check program. And I also don't. Talk down to young people. And let me explain my uh, attitude that I don't know how old you are. Uh, How old are you?
0: I'm half your age. I'm 30.
1: Okay, you're 30. Half my age. (laughs) 30. I'm not going to look down on anybody, no matter where they're at, in in whatever levels and programs and YouTube and this. I don't care. You're smart in your own right. You know a lot more about a lot of things than I do. There's no question about that. Now, do you know more about prisons than me? Do you know more about the criminal justice? Probably not. Not many people. Mm-hmm. So I'm only giving you my experience.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, I, I was just at the courthouse uh, yesterday. And I deal with a lot of judges and court people. And when people tell me you got to give up on somebody, it pisses me off. Because I was four, I was 34 when I went to prison. I was 46 when I got out. And penniless, you know, and you could change your life. So people come and say, oh, Oh, man, I'm 35. What am I going to do? Let's start over, Mo. You know, don't be a quitter. And not only that, and that goes for anybody. Uh, Also, I bring my level down to the younger people. Like, I don't talk down to them. I respect what they have to say. Now, I often tell this to any business associate or a young person or parent. If you could change my mind, I'm willing to change.
2: Mm -hmm. But you
1: better come with your facts, you better come with uh, uh something that's gonna intrigue me that 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 shows I mean, I've been vetted by the best in the world. I, I'm not bragging in the program, I'm just saying if you have something better in any right. degree, just I'll change my mind. I'm not stuck on stupid and a lot of sad <sighs> a lot of older people my age. I hate the older people, a lot of my like your parent age, your parents' age is probably my age, give or take. Yeah. My my uh, dad's
0: your exact same age. His birthday was the other day.
1: Really, Tom? Happy birthday! <laughs> yeah, well. it, uh, it's you know. I look at that, and I say, you know, you take a young person like yourself. I have an iPhone fourteen, right? Whatever. It mm-hmm. is. I don't even know it anymore. I just get new one. So this phone, when I got it, I opened the book, how to redo things, and I hit it, and I do it, and I hit, it, and it gets done. You might take that phone. Play with it. Reboot it. Play with it. Reboot it. Play with it. We both got to the same spot. You probably faster and probably, you know, uh, more memory wise. Me, I went through a book. I usually said that. Now I'm getting better. But all that shows us that young people learn differently than us. And we, when I say we, the older generation has to step back and say, you know, our way is not always the highway our way is not always the right way you know it, i went to a school board truancy uh function yesterday and i got disgusted uh and i told them all i said you people what are you talking about you just maneuvering them into our way we know it might not work but it's what we need to do you don't even get what the kid needs i mean do you know i asked one of them do you know gaming is a profession now people can make millions of dollars gaming and uh uh Ornaments, and I've been reading all about this. This is, I would never thought of that. I said, what a fucking waste of time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to do because I have so much to do. Mm-hmm. But we're not always right, and parents got to get the grip on that. And I often talk, tell parents, uh, I'll get a parent in and they'll want me to handle their kid. That, that's, and I don't I do very, very uh, small amounts of this because I'm so busy now but I'll get a parent. I had them fly me in places. And I said, hold on. I told you the deal. I'm not going to work with your son unless I'm working with you and your wife. Hmm. 90% of the times they had a problem. And, hmm. uh, and, and, it, you know, they don't want to admit it and they've done well in your career. But, you know, raising a kid is not fucking easy. You know, there's a lot of outside influences. There's a lot of texting symbols. There's so much what to do if you get arrested. What to do if you... You know, sexting it, it well, you're 30. If 14 14-year-old kids mm. pass a dick and a pussy bed, or whatever, I don't give a shit what it is, that is actual child pornography. That's yeah, where it is. And it's and it's two 14-year-olds. I'm not yeah. talking about an old man and a kid. That's disgusting.
2: Mm-hmm. But I'm
1: talking about, and I'm a big believer in everybody's rights to if you're a consenting adult. Do whatever the fuck you want. I'm out of your hair. I would I wouldn't care about what you did, as long as mm-hmm. it's not hurting others and and it's respecting the boundaries of you know decency, if you want. And I don't, and not my decency. I'm talking about like uh, I'm not gonna walk. Uh, this is crazy. I like to run. You know, I live here. I like to run around naked sometimes. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. run around naked outside my house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. First of all, no one wants to see that. But uh, my point is. When it's consenting adults, do what you want. Now, when it comes to children and children, hey, they got to explore. When I was a kid, I used to steal my dad's uh, Playboy books in the closet. Mm. We were trying to find ourselves. Kids today have the Internet. Kids today have smartphones. I mean, is it going to be on the Internet? That's probably going to happen, but that's a consequence. Maybe you should tell them, but there shouldn't be an illegal act. I mean, it's just kids finding themselves. It's crazy. We're 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 making it out to be a bad thing when kids want to have sex. I hope they want to. I mean, it's just it it drives me nuts to say how yeah. authority, our authority system, our, you know, school boards, the police, they are just want it their way, or fuck it. You know, what I mean yeah. and that's wrong, man. Mm-hmm
0: it's like the i don't when i was uh, in school that it was like one of the things that uh some of the religious schools would do it's like they just preach abstinence even though like just saying like hey don't do it it's not like the best education like you know telling people you know what to do if you're going to do it is better um absolutely i mean I don't, give people don't give the me tools.
1: I don't like those parochial schools and stuff so
0: yeah my story
2: yeah. is a little bit different but mm-hmm. well um I
0: sometimes when I hear um, about kids growing up nowadays, like when I was a kid, I could play sports, I could do whatever I want. I'm sure when you were a kid, I think it's like, a, I don't know what the term for this is, but I call it like the leash effect. Like how far off the leash can a kid get before like people get weird about it and in terms of like, you know, when I was a kid, I could like run to like, you know, my neighborhood, you know, go pretty far before people would bother me. But now it's like, you can't go, you know, out outside the door without a parent watching you or being concerned about it. I think I imagine when you were a kid, or at least my parents, when they were a kid, they, I, I don't think their parents really minded. They could be like on the other side of the lagoon or something like it's all good. Um, and then you see today where I was watching, I'm on TikTok because my wife and family keep sending me TikToks. And so now I'm on it. And uh, there, was this, there was this person who's just watching a game with their kids and they're just having a normal game. It's like, oh, this is sweet. And then um, all of a sudden they were starting to say there was like a shooter or something. And it just seems like you know, like there's these elements today that like kids have to deal with, where you know people are shooting up the place or whatever, and it just it was really sad just seeing like this this dad trying to like get his daughter out of the way and help other people at the same time, and everyone else doing the same thing, and all they just wanted to do is play basketball or you know whatever's going on. Um, for could could the reality check program help people like that, like kids who are like you know I don't know if at risk is the right word, but like in the mode to do bad in that way or. Well-
1: I mean, obviously, you know, I think that comes a lot deep-seater than than a one pro My program is based on consequences, Mm -hmm. meaning uh, if a five-year-old knows don't cross the street, you can get hit by a car. But the five-year-old don't understand what death is. Five-year-old is taught from when he can walk, don't touch the stove, it's hot. You'll burn your fingers. Do You think he knows what that means? No. But at about... 10 or 11, a kid starts understanding consequences. So when you talk about a kid that wants to shoot a school up, I it, apparently he don't give a shit about any consequences. So it's a deeper seated problem than just a program. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to have that in your mind, mm-hmm. mass shooting, go out in style, whatever they're going to do. There's some deep underlying crazy shit that went on with that kid. Why he's so mad at society. Because lashing out on a kid in a school or the teachers or this, that's just the first line of who, who fucked them, so to speak. But it could have been, it could be parents, it could be abuse, it could be priests, it could be so many things. And we're not really addressing the deeper things with young people. Because I think if we dress the younger people, I hate to say eventually, but we have so many shootings. It's crazy.
0: Where are you yeah. located? I'm, I'm outside of Chicago, which is like the shooting capital of the world.
1: Yeah. Oh, Chicago. Where Jessica Kent is. Uh, yeah, I got it. Chicago. I've been there. I used to go there a lot. The uh, Hilton, right on the on the Michigan, Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice place over there. But uh, too fucking cold in the midst. <laughs> but yeah. I just, you know, listen, Chicago, every big city has problems. It's, you know, it's harder to to take those problems away and still keep liberty you know yeah. and i rather have i hate to say this, this is a real tough statement i rather keep my liberty and have more school shootings and i don't want any of course but my point yeah. you know at what price do we pay to stop something
2: it mm.
1: hey, all down i mean let's just turn around and become a communist country or something i don't get that
0: yeah i feel like um it's like it's going at the It's it's not going at the root of the issue. You know, it's like uh, uh, I have someone in in my family that's really afraid of guns, and uh, so like and knives at the same time. So I put a knife on the table and I said, "Knife, get her, <laughs> get her knife." <laughs> it's like the knife's not gonna hurt you. It's like only if I do something or like someone steps on it or whatever. And so it's like the weapon isn't the issue. It's like how the the individual seeks to use the 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 weapon. And so um, I think like the the population in particular is like sixteen to twenty year old males. Are really doing it, and so if there could be like psychologists or and something, white, something yeah, coming in, here. And white yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 it, 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 it's you know school shooters. I was just with a cop, uh, was on a SWAT team. You know, fourteen years in the army. He's a good guy, and he's going to be on my podcast more as an expert when he's policing. You know, and we had a good talk, and he knows. He goes, he know, he knows me too. He follows me and stuff. He goes, I know you're going to call me out on it. I said, absolutely, not with malice but maybe someone can hear it and change the system Mm -hmm. right now we have such an us against them mentality with police that 14 year old kid who might have been a little fucked up or whatever is not going to go to people or his friends won't go to the cops because they have this this disconnect with police uh instead of going to them and saying listen my buddy's buddy's having a bad time man i don't know what he's going to do man you need to check on him and uh maybe Baker act them down here to call Baker act somebody. Uh, but it's a fine line. There's always a fine line, but I, I rather have that Liberty than that, uh, comments or anything else for that matter.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I saw a video of, um, like some swedish people were visiting new york city and they talked down someone who had a gun or something like they just like talked him down to the point where like he just sat down and like chilled out so de-escalation and then having people who are trained to help people like that so like oh. when, so when you have a friend who's having a problem they come and, and are there to help like if, if it's like if, if you're trained to use a hammer to hit nails and you grow up to you're gonna go up to every situation and treat a nail like with a hammer so if you have someone who's you know who would respond extremely negatively like that who's having a mental health issue or something um you are only going to get that one type of response so the i like to see more training and like more more sports police officers to help out kids and and more of a support system to help out children um cuz it just feels to me that there's not a like something yeah like you're saying like there's something fundamentally wrong or like that's the outlet you like what well, what you know, yeah
1: i mean as much as i work in the criminal justice system mm-hmm. it's really broke
2: yeah
1: I'm broke from the top down it's broke from the laws that are being made that are just bullshit. You can't jack. Literally, masturbation is against the law.
0: Yeah, so you went to the hole for this.
1: It. Yeah, I ended up <laughs> stewing. And uh, my, my point being, it's everything. When you see the criminal justice system is just a big machine, turning out people, turning out people who just don't like the system or like the system, got a break or didn't get a break. And we're picking and choosing winners and losers. Instead of letting people's own own creativity, own uh, uh, self, really get it. So I, I just disagree where, you know, we need to have our own teachers start saying as people in the back, okay, you know, you get this class, mingle, talk to a kid, help them here, and connect with them. Because some kids won't connect with an adult, obviously. Some will. I, I am lucky. I have a big, big percentage of my channel is young, so and uh mostly male, and I take that as a challenge because I want to see these kids get the fucking to college and come out, and I don't, I don't give a shit if it's a a two year degree. You know, you're in there mm-hmm. to to show that you can do it. You know, I I went through college my whole in prison and. Uh, it's rewarding and it's something that gives you something to strive for you know a lot of people just sit in front of a boob tube and uh the fuck are you doing on this thing you know, and then the fights happen I wanna watch it shut up it's it's just a it's the pain in the ass it's not worth it
0: you know yeah but if if, if um I, I, sometimes I, I feel like if there was like an ACLU, but, you know, a Larry edition where we could get you, you know, focus on like one state at a time, like everyone coming together and just start piece by piece reforming it. Probably starting well, with like getting rid of private prisons, prisons, oh, which are, you, you know, know terrible. I, you know,
1: I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll tell you a funny thing. Uh, mm. I actually came up with a program that could actually fix prisons for free. Hmm. For free. Uh, I, I, I'm almost at the belief. That they don't want the system changed, you know, powers that be, and there's so much money. There is literally billions and billions of dollars, not counting new construction, not counting uh, supply or stuff. It's a billion-dollar industry, you know, housing inmates, ice inmates. Uh, all this is just—it's a—it's a revolving door. And the big people with the money are not don't want to give it up. You know they're making their fifty grand a month, hundred grand a month. They don't give a shit about much. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't care you know, and that's wrong. Yeah. You know until we until we as a society admit that we have a problem. I don't know if you ever saw this show. There was a show out called The Newsroom.
0: Yeah, with uh, it was like Will McAvoy or something was the main. Yeah, guy. That,
1: he was. That was Jeff Daniels. You remember him? Yeah. What yeah. a great actor that guy! From that part to Dumb and Dumber, and uh, yeah. anyway, his opening line, opening you know, like scene, was one of the best, truest because I looked it all up. Uh, scenes I've i ever saw on a, a show, and that's Aaron Sorkin. though. Aaron Sorkin's a
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's it's not The West Wing. Not, yeah, exactly. He's not scared to you know open an envelope and let him know what's wrong or right, and. It, it, it just boggles my mind. You know, there's so much money involved. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to take a very uh, a politician's kid to get killed or somebody's, you know, to say, all right, this has got to end. We tried. It didn't work. Well, let's try something else. I went to this. I'm telling you, I went to this court hearing on, two, on Thursday and I was disgusted. They didn't give a shit about the kids. They didn't want, you know. They got to understand they they don't know it all that's the key you know and I often tell people this you'll like this all I said the minute I stop learning is the minute I'm in the grave
2: mm-hmm.
1: because this freaking world is massive I mean this country is massive and when you're doing what we do it has to be a passion because you know who's gonna read books like I read I mean people think you're crazy but I like them. I like the way they are. They presented,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Because I, I get it. I get the law. I get the Supreme Court. I get how, you know, obviously the structure of the government and the executive branch and then Congress and Senate and and, and, and all the shit that goes on all that. Just we need to get people more caring. And that's the people in charge. I don't blame the kids at all on any of this. I don't give a fuck what's wrong with your school. Yeah, there's time for that. There's a lot of fucked up kids. We know that. But the system is not helping them or the system is, is exasperating it and these kids are worse when when they come out than they were anything
0: yeah the I think that's one of the benefits of having the like the states in existence where that like you can fluctuate the laws I think maybe um if we were to focus on like Florida or like you know I don't know a state that is already open to changing things you could change it on the state level and then like state by state uh move it around what is the what are some of the principles of the the system that would change like how you change it
1: well, obviously, I think we need to get to kids before they get in trouble. That is the yeah. kid. You know, we get we need to educate parenting. In fact, August 19th and 20th, I think it is, I have a parenting seminar just for parents mm-hmm. at in in uh, Miami, Orlando area, right near SeaWorld. And it it's important, it's important that parents realize they, you know, they need help. You know, today's technology, I have friends my age. I happen to be pretty good with computers and that's just self-learned from getting out, but you got people who are out there for this whole told they can't even text. I had a guy I'll, I'll embarrass him, Sam, Sam my partner, and I said, oh he didn't know how to copy and paste something. Hmm. And you're thinking,
2: what do you mean? Yes, copy and paste. Not too difficult. But it is what it is so i think we just have to
1: work every day to, to do the best we can and put your shoes on and go about the back
0: that's yeah what we can do. yeah they're developing uh newly the, these new ai systems like chat gpt i don't know how, how much you're into them but oh, a the, lot a lot yeah yeah they're uh The ability to just build some type of like AI uh, assistant that'll, you know, you could tell it what to do. Like it could build a website for you based on what you just tell it. It's pretty cool. So like you won't even need to know how to copy and paste. You just say, hey copy and paste this and it'll do it for you. yeah
1: Technology has come so far. I bought my son a computer. Well, I had a computer when I went to prison. It was 5,000 bucks. I paid for that year. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Six time modem. What the frick is a modem anymore? But uh, it had all the bells and whistles. And it cost me about five, six thousand, I remember back then. And I, I two years, three years into my sentence, I said, I don't do this, give it a Larry. My son is going to school. He called, you know, when I talked, he said, Dad, that's a piece of shit. I, I can't, that, that that's outdated.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And boy, I didn't know any of this. So I was like, wow, you know, holy shit. I mean, it is real, you know what we're talking about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you know. You have to embrace it. That's another thing people my age normally don't do. They don't embrace the things that, you know, the only... They they get set in their ways like their mothers were and their mothers were and they complain about their mother and I'll never get like that. And the next thing you know, and they're fucking exactly like that. I live with a 90-year-old mother. You know, I gotta watch my... I gotta catch myself for getting into ruts or something like that, you know, because they... You know, listen, you don't lift to 90 without something, but uh, I don't know if I want to lift a 90, to be honest. and So I'm just, I'm trying to get to the point of we, the adults, need to get off our asses and either get out of the fucking way and let these young people take over. You know, a lot of people complain about climate change. This change. Where it is, who the fuck knows and nobody came up with something to fix this great thing. But yeah i have big faith in your generation the 30 year olds the 25 your generations of figuring it out because every generation along the way figured it out Mm -hmm. and all you have to do is feel the urgency feel that urgency why a letter you know red bright letter Mm
0: -hmm. i don't know yeah i think uh in in your time on the planet uh, we went from having a giant ozone layer hole and because of cfc's to now it's i think it's mostly if not completely healed like we had a giant ozone layer from like the 70s we fixed it
1: absolutely we uh, didn't california was the biggest the biggest uh example i mean remember the 70s and you know you couldn't look down the block it was all smog it Mm -hmm. was garbage pollution it was terrible now look at it i mean you know they figured a way out and uh, mm-hmm. they got 43 million people here. The next state is uh, Florida. or te- uh, Florida, Texas, 27 million. I think mm-hmm. Florida's at 23 million. They got 50 million almost. 44 million, whatever, something like that.
2: Yeah. I
0: think if you if you were to kick off California from the United States, it would still be like in the top 10 nations of the world in oh, terms of GDP. I, 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 with yeah.
1: the GDP and everything? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Go secure, you know, here's some sad stats that you, you won't like. If you broke off the prison populations in every one of our states, mm-hmm. most states have a higher incarceration rate per capita for sure than almost every country when yeah. I listed them. And the feds forget about it. So what does that show though? You know, And I don't get when people say, oh, it's showing we're hard on crime. No, it means you can't educate your people. It means you can't uh, uh, show them that there's a better way than using a gun. Now I'm not. Mm-hmm. This is coming from a criminal now, but uh, it's so sad that there's such talented people that I see, and that's what always hurt me. That's why I started my programs and stuff. Is I watched too many people come to prison and get stabbed, stabbed right on the uh, you know TV room floor, killed, and it's a wasted life, man. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've gotten to that point, sadly. I don't think people give a shit about the sanctity of life. You know, I'm not a, listen, I'm a libertarian, the biggest one you ever met. Listen, Mm -hmm. it's a woman, do what the fuck you want with your body. I'm not telling you what to do with your body, you know, with that. Uh, Oh, but the fetus, the male has right, right. Yeah, you go carry that fucking baby around (laughs) fucking nine months and then tell me who got the rights. Mm -hmm. But I mean, obviously, you know, I think uh, things can always change for the better, but I think sometimes where, and I say where, Brevard County is lacking, they're falling behind. They're not even keeping up. They're falling behind. Mm-hmm. That said.
0: Yeah. I think it's um, like, I guess, using like a, a bit of your phraseology, it's more like we're dumb on crime. We're not like strong, like tough on crime. It's like we're dumb on it. I think each, uh, each prisoner term, jail person in jail, uh, it's like fifty thousand dollars a year or something like that. That's like going uh, well, to that's there, like going there, to Harvard. There's, there's a it's number. Not that much?
1: There's a number. As I mean, depending on where you come from, meaning yeah. if you depart from the hole or you go here, if you have high medical costs, uh, there's a lot of different studies. I usually take the average one, which is thirty-two thousand a year per inmate. That's uh, a lot. So of course, all you can put them to Harvard yeah like, you know and uh and it's a shame because the prison system makes money off their labor because so it's, it's not yeah, license plate labor you know the whole thing
0: yeah the uh when you you talk about inside how you have to have like shanks and stuff all around you like uh ready in case someone attacks you, well, you,
1: you yeah you have to you yeah want them, put it that way yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and you talked about how when you got out of prison that it was really it was shocking, like you were you were scared. And uh, I, I'm I'm wondering how long does it take? How long did it take you to get to the point where you weren't just hyper, you know, concerned uh, for your environment?
1: Wow, uh, great question. That's a very good question. Uh, never. I still get fucking jigs when a when a fucking cop is behind me for a little bit. And I work mm. I work with chiefs of police. I work with judges. When I first got out, there's a great story. I, uh, I'm i going to watch a, a friend of mine, Dennis, uh, childhood friend, buys me golf clubs, right? I'm a golfer. I'm out. He's just helping me back. He didn't know what I was. And then he found out to talk one of my sisters. And he ends up being a great friend with good childhood. To this day, we're very close friends. And, uh, well, Dennis buys me golf clubs. says, come on, you're going to come golf again. Now, I got out on August 24th. Well, Dennis's birthday is December 23rd, so August, oh, September, October. No, but three months out. I'm three months out of prison. I decide to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning because we used to meet at a, a place called Harmony Golf Course in, in, near, in Kissimmee, which is uh, central Florida. And it took us about 35 minutes to get there. But we'd always meet right off the highway at a Denny's in the morning, you know, whenever we had, we had a group of eight, usually, you know, four or five, six of the guys would all meet and have breakfast. And then we go over there and we're early birds. You know what I mean? We're teeing it off at seven o'clock in the morning and oh, whatever time it is, first people on the tee. So as we're doing that, I, I said, ah, it's the 23rd. Let me go get Dennis a birthday card at Walmart because they were 24 mm-hmm. seven. So, I I pull up to a light that's around my house area, and a cop car comes and pulls right in front of me with the lights on. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, you know, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Over the loudspeaker says, go to the 7-Eleven parking lot. It's right there. It's on the corner, you know? And I'm, I was going left to go on the highway to get to him right here. And, and the Walmart was right across the street, so I was, that's where I was heading. hmm so I pull around, I get in the seven parking lot, and I'm waiting and I'm, you know, getting antsy. I'm only out of prison a few months. And I'm antsy and I'm antsy, and another car pulls up. Okay, two cops.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A third car pulls up. What the fuck? I'm getting nervous. So I see one cop come on the right side of my car in a mirror. And I mm-hmm. see another cop on this side, and the guy asks me for my license and registration. I give it on. They go, okay, we'll be back. And they both go back. Now, obviously, I'm smart enough to know they already ran my record. So, And my record isn't the greatest. So, uh, you know, I was in a mob. You know my whole story. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting and I'm nervous, man. I mean, I'm nervous. What is going on?
2: This is crazy. And I'm waiting. Now, what, what's going through my head is I'm running. I'm got
1: to get out of here. Uh, Who's gonna believe a guy is going to Walmart at 4:30 in the morning and thinking of breakfast? Mm -hmm. So then another cop car pulls up. That is four or five. It ended up being five, five cop cars, and now they're all huddled. Not all of them. Some of them are still stationed around. Like you know, like what the fuck is going on? I'm literally looking. I get goosebumps doing this. Mm -hmm. So. I, I see the cop car one on this side again, two now. It looked like two plainclothes cops and mm-hmm. a uniform. They walk up the side and they look in, you know, I had, it was December and it was even Florida, a little cool out early in the morning. I lower the window and it was happened to be a civilian. And he said, it's not him. And I'm like, you know what the fuck you know i mean mm-hmm. he goes, okay sir we'll be back in a minute they came back they said okay you can go i ended up finding out later that the seven the other 7-eleven right off the road was robbed by a person with the description of my car mm-hmm. kind of like you know not my car but whatever late you know older blue skywalk i had a i had a buick skylock from, from my dad
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh I thought about that for a long time. I said, what would have happened if that clerk, because it was the clerk from the store, they were doing what they call an on-site ID check, you know, a, a lineup, on-site lineup. So they could just go, is this him? Is it yes, that's him, and then they can do this. Then go deeper. But so I end up like, what the fuck? I find out that 7-Eleven was robbed. And uh they got away with a lot, all the same car. But what if that that it was it was a guy? What if that guy said, yeah, I'm not sure. It looks like it could be him because he happened to be a bald guy with a goatee, let's say, after,
2: mm-hmm. at
1: the time. What the fuck's happening to Larry? Because mm-hmm. nobody in the world is believing Larry went to Walmart at 4:30 in the morning to get a card for a friend and go. Although they I know lawyers at this time, I just got my program into the court system, you know, that quick. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it stuck with me to this day, you know, because uh, you know, our system is so flawed, and then one flawed system like that, I go crazy. I don't want to go back. I run. I get shot. I mean, There's so many scenarios that could have went sideways on that. And you know it's, it's just like this another scenario i'm in this office right here in this studio right? i have a studio at
2: house. i don't know if you saw it that's a podcast studio i like the
0: couch well for people listening and we're seeing the studio there's a couch there's a recording uh area it's got it looks pretty nice actually
1: yeah, you know it is pretty nice. The, the whole the whole get up. We got multiple monitors, all the plays, all this stuff. So anyway, yeah. I am here in this house year and a year ago, and I'm putting together a bar. Now I stay up very late. That's just me. I'll stay up till two, three in the morning. Sometimes long all nighters. You know, I'll drink coffee out the ass. But uh, I'm putting together a bar at one forty in the morning a.m. I hear Larry Lawton. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking it's on the computer, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I come up and I open the door and lasers hit my chest.
2: i like, don't move. Loudspeak is light. do And I got my phone in my hand. I mean, I'm like this and they walk out and I walk out and I comply with the
1: commands. Everything's done. I get down on my knee, you know, knees. They tied, they put cuffs. I'm freaking. Them. I'm not freaking. I'm nuts too. I'm screaming, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know, like, I'm crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My house was swatted.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what that is? So yeah. when the house got swatted, they said there was a guy in here, got the two people hostage. He's the one man. Mike supposed to be me. Was on the floor bleeding. The older lady is tied up. If I don't get so much money, I'm gonna kill him and. Well, they cut streets off, the whole works, you know, and I look and say, what could have happened there if I was not up at 140? And I asked the chiefs, I asked the lawyer. They would have broken the door. And see what's going on now. You break in my door, believe it or not, I don't sleep that well. You're going to have a baseball bat in your head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. It, it it'll be get great they'll be shooting me. yeah and I, I think of that and I say, how close can we come to just ruining our lives now in and, and no fault of your own now those are incidents mm-hmm. that are totally no fault of my own. And that is why I think I'm so hyped on young people uh like uh young people making good choices if you ever hear me out of every video, I always say yeah. I say, come on guys, I man, do you don't want to go where I'm going? Uh, where I went, you just don't want to do it. I mean, it's, there's zero zero rehabilitation in our system. Now, what you said about the other one the Sweden system, the German system, the Norway system, they're so well run. They've legalized drugs. Not one bit of f- crime went down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People, you know, aren't robbing, they're getting loans, and they're doing stupid shit, but, you know, an addict's an addict is an addict. gonna He's going to find what he wants. Mm-hmm. How he gets it is another thing, and I always say I'm a pro-drug person, not you know, kids, uh, of course, but you're, you're, you're an adult. If you want to fuck your life up, here's the consequences. You rob for those drugs, you're going to jail.
2: Mm-hmm. You want to go do dope, I don't care. What's the difference between alcohol and pot? Pots probably
0: are less dangerous, actually.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I can go, and that might just be because we don't have as much data behind it as we do alcohol, which we know is a killer disease. Mm-hmm. Not only is it just—I mean, it—it it, more people have car accidents, get violent. I uh, could know, on and on about alcohol, the yeah. medical issues, all because mm-hmm. of alcohol, and we know it, but we don't care. So yeah. anybody wants to debate me with drugs, the first question they ask is, what do you think of alcohol? They say, if they don't say it should be banned, then you don't have an argument ever to come in front of me. Mm-hmm. You have to come to me and say, listen, it's a it's, it's now. I mean, my next question then is, what do you gonna do with sugar?
0: Yeah, sugar's a silent killer.
1: Sugar's killing people left and right. Did you know the food pyramid? You know what the food pyramid is?
0: It's changed a bunch of times. It was a pyramid, the- and I think it's now a rainbow. It's a rainbow or something now.
1: Actually, it it was a a triangle. Yeah. It literally should have been upside down. Literally. And did you know the heart association knew that in the 70s and didn't say anything because they're making so much money off it? And they so people are subjected to heart disease. This disease. I'm not saying everybody's, of course, has to take blame, of course. But my point being is but he knew about it so you yeah. can tell me what's right and wrong a lot of this shit and it's
0: <laughs> yeah the, the the interesting thing about the two examples you gave about being you know something bad happening randomly to you is it it does sound like the like the you factor changed it like if you didn't stay calm right if, if you didn't have the and you just like kind of waited it out um if you did try and like rabbit and do something like it would have been horrible like the immediacy of of like how you handled it affected it going in a positive way and then at, like once it, like the lawyers get involved or whatever, I think you've probably been safe. But it, it really seems like the, the thing that changed it uh, was the way you handled it. So well, having like you that know, kind of like that self about it.
1: I, yeah, listen, I could have handled it a number of ways. Uh, yeah. Because of my mental state, was not right? Yeah. I mean, you can't incarcerate someone for that long and then think it's going to be get out and be a normal person.
0: Yeah, especially with the whole... Does it
1: work? Whole- Does not work. And, uh, you know, I don't know why I didn't, I was close to running. Hmm. I was close. I was probably supposed to get shot right here at that door with my gun. You know, you know, they know everybody who in the house is a felon. He's this, he's organized crime, uh, a zillion things. My rap sheet's not good. <laughs> so now they know this and I'm like, well, you know, so my, You know, I don't know how they could stop things like that. Obviously, it'd be tough. But I think we need to do more with reintegration with people from from prison. into They give you this bullshit pre-release program. It's garbage. It's a phony thing. It's all bullshit to fucking make people happy. Look what we're doing. Mm -hmm. You're doing fucking nothing. You know, zero. And uh, you can't take a guy like myself who was in penitentiaries and hard prisons for that long and just stick me in a halfway house with a kid who's 28, the director, and he's yelling at me like, I'm a fucking kid. I almost killed him. I told him I was going to kill him and went back to prison. I said, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I said, I'll fucking come in and I'll snap your neck, you little fuck. He ran into his office, called the marshals, they arrested him. Back to prison from the half Yeah, I didn't give a shit, but, you know, it's just it, it, you don't realize so much. And, you know, The people who say "Let's ah, they're criminals." Let me just put this on them: ninety-six point some odd percent of every person incarcerated is getting out. Whatever that number, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Now, when that person gets out of prison, do you want that guy to have hope and want to make it and be a productive member of society and rent an apartment and buy a car and buy groceries and pay taxes? Of course. Well, that's the guy that you rehabilitate and you try and give him hope and, and, and stuff. Or do you want the guy that is just going to fucking kill you next when he didn't, something didn't happen right? Because he don't give a fuck. He already survived prison. He knows how to do that. Yeah. I know how to do it. I, I wouldn't fear prison itself. I know how to survive that.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't want
1: to go for my grandkids, a lot of other reasons. Fuck, I like my freedom. I like to eat. <laughs> I like to do what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I'm not in a delusional world either. I know we're not free. So don't, you know, people say, oh, we're free. Really? We're free? Tell that to the 1942 Japanese-Americans who were put in internment camps. Tell them tell them they were free and they were upstanding Americans, sworn in as citizens. Where are their rights when they need them most? They didn't have. Yeah. So if you think you have rights, you don't. You only have privileges. Uh, and you hope they stand. Uh, it... it and, and again, you know this as well, probably doing enough podcasts that money money talks, man, it, it's crazy. I mean, you got money and back for bail for great lawyers. You're walking. You don't, you're in that county jail and you're filthy and you're probably catching diseases and whatever the hell else is going on in there. And until we care until the, I, I made that video yesterday I'm t- I made a video, I showed that video. And when I made that video, I was so distraught with that video. It was, at what point are we just going to come to our grips and say, what the fuck is going on? You know, how many people does have to fucking be tortured? You know, I don't know if you remember. I wrote an article. Uh, I even said this on VH1. I'm coming out on VH1. Did you ever hear my true crime story?
0: Uh. It's not coming to mind. Maybe if you started, then I I could like finish it. I don't, it I don't remember it's off the my
1: true crime story.
0: Hmm.
2: It's, it's a show. A it's a
1: TV show on VH1, the network, and uh, I'm on that. They featured me for a whole hour, and I'll be hmm. full. And as I tell people, I says, hold on. Unless we change the whole system and realize that we need we need a fuck. I say we, my age group, my generation needs to get off their asses, sit down, level with you guys and talk to you with the respect you deserve and earn because we think we know it all. I know I don't know it all. I know a lot about what I'm talking about. That's my field. So I hope you're not looking at me as, oh, just a guy's talking. No, I have a, I have my expertise in this field. Mm-hmm. If I talk to a mathematician, I'm going to respect his math knowledge or or electrician or whatever it is so i don't profess ever to have be smarter than you you're young you're innovative you're you're hungry you you know you learn differently there's a whole litany of of things that are good Mm -hmm. i wish young people would use our experience more but then again they do me because why i'm successful but it's how you talk to people you know you get oh my god! Oh, they gotta listen to us. Fuck you! They gotta listen to us. No, they don't. They do not have to listen to us. Get that straight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What makes you fucking all all, all powerful? Because you fucking read a book. Now one of you people in this room yesterday I said been to prison for a day, and now you're telling what they need and what they deserve. That's bullshit. And I said it like that.
2: Yeah. And I
1: walked out. <laughs> but
2: it's something. It- I-
0: it 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 sounds like when um we're re when we're we're reintegrating people in society like we're not teaching them or training them to like the the skill set that you had in in prison that allowed you to survive uh like when you're in the halfway house and the guy's talking that way if someone talks to you that way in prison like eight other people are watching to see if you're going to let it go right so like the like the the skills that allowed you to be successful there are not being retooled to let you be successful in the halfway house or you know moving outwards so we're not like in, in your case example it doesn't sound like we're giving people the training to really make their transition out because like in that scenario it sounds like the, this how you address the person who is being rude to you is the same way that you dress something in prison because if you didn't like people would, would you know attack you or like assume you're weak and start well, you, know, yeah, you, on might, you. Yeah,
1: you have to you know portray strength you can't show yeah but you know what w- what I get is my thing is lack of education all around uh lack of uh, not just the inmate, the people who supposed to give you the rehabilitation Help you understand things. I've been through it. It's a farce, total farce. It's it's just a money generating bullshit thing that they can say to Congress. Look what we're doing. Look what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Call me up there. I'll tell the truth. I said to one kid, Nick works here, and I said, Nick, I'll tell you one thing you never find. I won't lie to you. My life is crazy enough. So (laughs) I put makeup the (laughs) store. I says. All backed by the FBI, backed by uh, uh, news organizations that really deep, dove deep into my stuff. Uh, when they did my book, Peter Gombak, seven-time New York Times bestseller author at the time, you know he couldn't. You know, he had to, you know, make sure it was legit, right? I mean, and of to me, he goes, "Man, this is amazing." Uh, I was on the Concrete podcast. You know that one? No, Concrete's a very big, co- yeah, it's a big podcast. I know. I got to know the guy. Great guys, and they want me on there. So their producer says, Larry, you've been on here three times, three hours, four hours a time, because I, I go there, it's a studio. Mm-hmm. And then we go to lunch and shit. And uh, he says, I fact check you every time. And man, you got some memory. And uh, it's, I says, that's just the memory. I says, I like what I do because I don't have to lie.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't give a fuck either. You know, I, I mean, my mom, or my, my mother, She's 90 years old, and I, she watched the, the, the video. I don't know if you I told you the man eating by the bed. Mm-hmm. Button. She was disgusted like she should be. She said I cursed too much. I actually cursed three times in all fucking days. But anyway, she says, uh, you better be careful. They're going to get you. She's that worried, you know, because I upset the, the apple cart. you know. Mm-hmm. can't accept her way of doing it, too, because that, that's laying down. Yeah, and that's just not the way I am. I was a fighter, and I'll stay a fighter. And uh, listen, when I go out, people going to say, "Man, he was all right, man." I fucking told the way it was, and that and, and that's not a bad legacy to leave, you know. Yeah, hell, it, it, I, I built a YouTube channel of a million and a half in three years. That's not yeah. Good.
0: so. No, yeah, I I think uh, it's honestly it's easier not to lie. I, I, you know you have to do like so much work to remember. You have to like remember all these things. <laughs> like I, I always tell people, I'm too lazy to lie. I just—if I don't want to answer your question, I'll just tell you I don't want to answer it, or I'll change the subject. Like, life's it, easier that way.
1: Absolutely smart,
0: yeah. a smart
2: young yeah. guy. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Who, first of all, why are you lying?
2: Yeah. You're gonna find out eventually. What the
1: fuck? Why? What do you gain? Listen, you tell me a lie, and I'm gonna give you a million dollars. I might lie to you. You know. Mm. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it makes zero sense. To, to build yourself up to something you're not. Like you said, who can keep up with themselves that way? Yeah. I, I go on shows, small and big, every day. Or I'm on a show, or I bring a person on a show. If you ever watch any of my stuff, I could, I don't have a fucking note in front of me or nothing. I might take some pointers off of the uh, internet when I, when I do a law case or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting at this podcast, there's no fucking nothing but me rapping, telling stories, and tell and people say, Man, I heard that story. Yeah, well, I, I can't change it. This is what happened. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah. uh, and I just think if more people would be like yourself and just say, Fuck it. You know, listen, I always tell people this too, no matter what, no matter what you are, who you did, what color, size, dick size. I don't give a fuck what it is. There is people who are like you and will follow you and with the right uh, content, being the right, right person. You know, I never worried about that because we all put our pants on the same way.
2: Yeah.
1: Period. You know, and uh, I never get enamored with celebrities or my, my you know, I get it. I was today out today. I was at lunch and somebody, oh, man, let me check. I take a picture. Sure. I don't, I mean, I've met a lot, a lot of, you know, famous and big people. <laughs> I, <give a> fuck. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not saying I'm not impressed with what they did and how hard, because I know what this takes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know now how the, the consistency, hard, and, and you know, the grind and everything else that goes along with what we do. That's why I try to help your uh, small channels out, you know, because mm-hmm. I know how hard it is. And if they're willing yep. to keep doing it and stick it out, good for them, man. For whatever reason
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever made them motivate like that good for them so yeah. i love that
0: yeah, i'd love to see you uh testify in congress or something like have people actually study what you're talking about and implement strategies to uh, alleviate it cuz if we if we like decreased you know things over a couple like every couple of years decrease the prison population by 10% reintegrating people to society and we also made it so that less people going in there the economic boom from that would be just ridiculous
1: well, you know, there's the, the counter to that too. You know how many jobs we mm-hmm. be lost and, and you know, listen, when a prison goes up into a town, mm-hmm. it is an economic boom to that town. They have to ha- buy the food from that town, they have to buy the produce and all the all the stuff from the kitchen. Then they hire outside companies and
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: there's a lot of money goes involved. Listen, those prisons cost 40-50 million dollars to make at minimum. And, you know, they put these things up there. And what's their goal? Film. them. Uh, and sad, very sad. But, uh, you know, just, so yes. Would there be other jobs? Would, you know, would people be able to do other things? Of course, we're in a very, we're a precipice. This country is, you know, we have tech jobs. And we had so a lot of labor jobs. are even taken over by uh, robots, obviously, with the auto industry and everything
0: else. Mm-hmm. Trades are really good though. The what? They're like uh, trades, like electricians, uh, plumbers. Like oh,
1: they needed they so bad. I right.
0: yeah, can't find people.
1: They can't they, find, they, and they make good money.
0: Yeah, they make a uh, really good money. And uh, anyone out there who's like, hey, I don't know what I want to do, uh, go talk to someone in the trades. Like they, they'll like let well, you test out a bunch of stuff. It's great. What do you I mean by
1: trades? Well, I love to tell your audiences the trades: is electrician, heating and air, and carpenters, plumbers, steam fitters. Uh, bricklayers, concrete work they're all in up north where I'm from, or, you know, they still have unions and they're so strong. Mm-hmm. And they, listen, my brother was a sheet metal one, you know, tin t- knot. And when he left, he was making $110 an hour on t- 110 an hour. You know what I mean? He yeah. retired with a good pension, and he's you know, so
0: if and you they know, have sign bonuses. They'll pay for you to go to college. That's how much they, they don't have enough people. They'll literally pay for you to get the, the training and they'll give you like bonuses and stuff because uh, quality people are hard to come by. Even people Absolutely. wanting to do it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I do got to leave you. the
0: Yes. Yes, I I I, I was uh, keeping an eye on the the time. The for, uh, just uh, quickly, what books would you recommend people check out other than yours, which will be in the show note? And we have the 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 food one, which I'm very excited for because uh, I love cooking and I love your passion for cooking too. So it's like I, I actually check out a lot of the ones. We're making your uh, pasta later today, but um, oh my one,
2: prison pasta!
0: Yes, take yes.
1: a video, please, and post it on. <laughs> I'll I'll share it. Uh,
0: okay, I I don't know.
1: It, and then put it on Instagram and all you know, and just tag me. The mm. Darien, uh, Nickel it at see it. I love
0: that
1: prison pasta, man. I, I'm telling it you. looks
0: delicious. That's that's why it's like it looks delicious. Now you make
1: <laughs> me hungry. the uh, innovation
0: of it too, with the the hockey puck thing you make with the the uh with the cord that you put in the water to boil it. Yeah, that, the innovation this, of it. It's called the just, Stinger, right? Yes, yeah. It's just like there's so much layers to it. But anyways, yeah, so uh short on time. The uh, what books would you recommend people check out? I will read all of them. This is not all my, my whole library. Uh, I like to Gangster
1: read. redemption is the is mm-hmm. my book. Uh yes. our, our program. If you have a trouble person, go on the website, realitycheckprogram.com. Just go to the store, look for reality Check. It's thirty-five dollars, it's cheap. The book everybody says they can't find the book, you know. Because you know what got me doing the book though? Uh mm-hmm. people said, Hey, where can I find your book? It's it's cost, it costs $150, $180. Well, that's people selling used books from the old days. I That's why you could buy my book to this day for $19.95. If you email us, I'll sign it going out. You know what I mean? And uh, for nothing. And then, so we sell the books all day long.
0: And people- So go to the website though? Not yeah, the Amazon or anything? Or, okay.
1: or go to any video that any mm. one of my videos on YouTube. You okay. click in the description- and in that description below is the book link.
0: Okay. I'll okay. make sure to add those in particular.
1: You got it. Good job. Yeah. Hey, I hope more people try to try to get answers and, and get people that are just, you know, they we need we need to keep this in the forefront. Because yeah. sadly, most people who are incarcerated are forgotten.
0: Mm-hmm and uh, yeah i just want to thank you for coming on the show and anyone out there who feels i think you're just a, really an inspiration because you go from you know prison to building you know writing a book to doing youtube to finding a voice to help other people and i think anyone out there there's a lot of people my age that feel like oh what am i supposed to do you know where am i supposed to go with life i think actually reading your story hearing about your life is really inspiring so i hope everyone checks it out and i want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today
1: and thanks for having me and you keep up the good work